What's going on, Teach Better fam? It's Chris here, and I am bringing you another bonus episode for this weekend. In this bonus episode, I grabbed the recent audio from a brain break session with Jeff Gargas and Dave Schmidto. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Jeff and Dave host the brain break on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. In this specific episode, Jeff and Dave got on the topic of self-reflection, and I thought it was a really, really great conversation that everyone could benefit, and so we threw it together and brought you guys this bonus episode. Let's get into it. So what else are we talking about? What else is going on? Well, I, I, we I don't. Guess. We did. Can I? Can we just? Can we share with them? This isn't going to surprise anyone at all. Um, but like a couple weeks back, Dave and I got very like we're gonna like, we got to organize. We got some spreadsheets and some docs and stuff going. We're gonna organize our brain breaks. We're gonna plan things out. Not necessarily like plan out like agenda wise, but like at least like think through some no. stuff. No, okay. And that's right now. That's I think did, that. Jeff. We created some documents and shared them with Ray so she could see that there was going to be a plan someday so that Ray would stop saying, get a plan together. That was what we did. Yeah. And that's essentially what happened. Yes, that's very much what happened um, because I'm pretty sure the docs are still completely blank. The um, There may be a couple of things on the one sheet, but um, definitely nothing else. Uh, so, yeah, we just kind of wing it. That's just kind of what we do here. But what do you want to talk about? We, we knew we, we, we chatted really quickly beforehand. We're like, hey, let's talk about the ambassadors. Okay, that's good. Like, check. Well, I feel like this, <laughs> this always turns into like a session for me just to, to, to get some time with you and I just milk it for all it's worth. So feel free. You can pass the buck to somebody else if you want to, if you're not ready to answer this question. But, um, you know, being here today on, on campus, reminded me of how difficult it can be at times when you when you feel like you're just being pulled in a thousand different directions we we had some com- conversations with some people in mastermind yesterday mm-hmm. about this too, just people yeah, feeling like they're they're being stretched and we've got people that are they are parents and now they're having to to also take care of their own parents or you've got a a nine to five job that is now a six to 10 p.m job plus other responsibilities and sometimes it just feels like I, the, the term that people throw around all the time is that there's no balance. You just can't find sure. a balance for it all. And you just don't know how to keep it all straight. Mm-hmm. And today I was kind of feeling that way as I opened up my laptop and was thinking, do I focus on the, the college work? I've got some teach better stuff I want to attend to. I've got blog stuff I want to attend to. And I don't know how to find the balance between all of that and giving all of me to everybody that expects things from me. So yeah, Jeff Gargas, help me, please. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, fix me. Fix me. No, I think I don't. Uh, so I, I, I feel like you're trying to get to the harmony thing, um, which is where I would go. But I think I think when you the the part you just said at the end about giving all of you to things like the fact like you you can't always do that. Like that's just the reality. Like like as harsh as it sounds, like get over it. You can't. It's impossible, right? Because sometimes certain aspects of your life need more of you and demand more of you, and that's how you find that the. And, and so when I talk about harmony, you think about like a song, um, a song is almost never balanced, right? It's the, it's the combination of all the different parts of a song, all the different pieces and the sounds and everything like that, that come together in just the right way to fill, form the harmony and the, the flow and the feel that you want out of that song, right? But sometimes that means sometimes the right song has to have a whole lot of bass, right? 
when the bass is leading it. Sometimes it's uh, a soprano that's got to carry it, or it's the vocals, or it's a guitar solo, or it's a drum beat, or whatever it might be. It's the same thing in your life. Like at some points in your life, you're playing different songs than others, right? And so for me, like the idea of balance, and here's the funny thing is like when I say this, I also then completely in my head, I'm like, yeah, but like, what you're saying is balance because harmony is balance. It's just not equal balance. Right. <laughs> so, but like you can't, in, in a lot of ways you can't the, like the word, the idea of balance is not necessary between like life and work is almost not even a fair, uh, uh, a fair game for fair challenge because by nature of the way our society works, you're going to work for 40 to 50 to 60% of the time you are alive. Mm-hmm. So simply by that nature, you can't find balance. So, okay, and, and I <laughs> and I appreciate that. So I, I was, let me. I'm going to use your harmony analogy. So I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday with some songwriters on because you know I aspire to be a songwriter someday, or if not, just you know a, some professional singer because of my amazing musical talents. Absolutely. But I was, I was listening to the songwriter and the, the interviewer asked, uh, I thought it was kind of a profound question, but it was a simple question. The question was, do you ever listen to a song that you've produced and put out to the world and then start second guessing the quality and wish you could pull it back and wish that you could do a redo and fix? And, and the guy said, absolutely. There's not a song that I've produced that I haven't wanted to redo. Sure. So when we talk about this idea of harmony, it's, it's almost the, this idea that you're going to be creating the perfect song. A perfect song requires some sort of balance or um, arrangement of, of notes and sounds, but you don't know the quality oftentimes. until so you look back and say, Ooh, I missed it today. There's a lot of stuff I should have done, but I chose other paths. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's kind of like right now, I've just got stuff stacking up because I keep prioritizing other things. Um, yeah. And I, I'm sure I, there are people out there that feel the same way at this time of year. So I, I want to. I, I, if I use the word "perfect," that I—that's uh, my. You that's didn't say that. That's just, that's just well, I'm, I might have though, but that's not the. That's not the right word for me. It's the. It's the right song. So here's how I look at that: is if you ask ten people that knew a little bit about pop culture and music, and you're like, you know, best musician who, or who are your favorite musicians in time? Nine out of ten of those are going to name either the Beatles, Elvis. Led Zeppelin, someone of that nature, right? Tim McGraw. Unlikely, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but like seriously, because and, but here's my theory. Here's my theory that I've always been. I'm like a lot of people who say that with like Zeppelin's my favorite band of all time, probably actually don't actually really love Led Zeppelin. They're just they're supposed to because that's what you're supposed to do if you're a music guy. Okay. You're supposed to appreciate the greats. But for me, I'm like, dude, if your thing, if the thing that gets you, that hits you in the soul, is Umbop by Hanson then that's the right song for you. Even though a lot of people would argue that it's probably not a perfect song or a great song. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so like for me, it's not about the perfect song. It's not about the perfect harmony. It's about the finding what's the right one for you to be happy. It's the same thing when we t- you talk about like, what are you supposed to do in life? Well, there's a lot of answers to that, right? But you have to figure out what is right for you. And like you just said, you might think you're playing the right song today and then tomorrow you got to, you got to adjust that and you got to change it. Right. So, but my thing is like, based on where, if you're, if you feel that you're following the path to what's, what's trying, what you're, what's going to make you happy. then that's, your, that's when I'm saying harmony and, and the right song, I'm talking about happiness. Like you're making yourself happy. And, and sometimes that to, in order to do there or to get there or to arrange that song, like your, your job has to take over. 
and has to take priority because it's required for society we live in or whatever it might be. And sometimes your your personal life has to take over and your job has to suffer. Sometimes you got to drive an hour both ways or whatever, two hours both ways to, to the university and give up 10, 12 hours of your day that you could have maybe been at home around your kids because, you know what I mean? So, so I'm going to say two things. Number one, you owe Carly Spina an apology because now she's singing Mbop. Um, number two. I will never apologize for that. <laughs> You're welcome, Carly. But number two, what if, so going to the Mbop example, what if the song that you like is not the same song that everybody else likes? So you, so for you, I, I know that you work crazy hours late at night oftentimes mm-hmm. so that you can try to get things done, but also still be there for, for your kiddos and your family. Sure. Um, think about like, educators out there right now that are working crazy hours doing face-to-face remote hybrid administrators that are on call 24 (laughs) 7 but then you have other people that do expect a different song from you that expect you to to be able to be there for them but yet i I guess i'm just trying to figure out how do you play the right tune that you enjoy and everybody else enjoys too how do you is it about trying to make music that will that will please the masses or do you make a song for yourself that's, I know, that's, I, I, that's interesting. So it depends on the artist that you talk to. Yeah. If you look at, if you go, if you stick to the music piece, right? Like, um, and I've had this argument so many times with musicians and this is a great example because people get so heated about it, but a band like Nickelback, <laughs> Nickelback is a band that everybody loves to hate, but they are still one of the most played bands in the history of They're all still music, singing along, yeah. which means 90% of people are full of crap when they say they don't like them. Because they sell more, they sold more albums than almost than most other people. Mm-hmm. They still sell out shows. I don't know if they won the last time play, right? So like, there's a whole bunch of people who still really, 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 really like them, even though it's cool to hate them. Um, and so for me, it's uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I lost my track where I was going because I started thinking about Nickelback. Um, so like, it's this idea of like, oh, I, I've gotten arguments where like the argument that some people have given me for them, like, yeah. You know, Chad Kroger's a, a really good guitarist because he is he's a ridiculously good guitarist. He's very underrated. But people would be like, but he just writes music to to get on the charts or this, that, whatever. And I'm like, how do you know that? Do you know him? Have you talked to him? Do you know what's what music is actually do you know that what he's writing when he sits down and writing a piece of music, he's like, Ooh, this will do well on the charts. And, and he might represent what other people want to hear though, right? Sure. So so I'm getting to the question of like Yeah. You don't know unless you know him and have had conversations and can analyze whether he is writing his songs for that reason, for everyone else, or if that's literally what's coming and that's how he expresses himself. Mm-hmm. I, I do the same for Kurt Cobain because he's the mm-hmm. one that most people turn to and go, he did it for the love of music. And I'm like, yeah, like, and, and this is also, I don't want to go here, but like, they're like, and he, you know, he committed suicide because he got too famous. And I said, no, he committed suicide because he was on drugs and he had a lot of struggles in his life that he couldn't overcome and it sucks. I'm a huge Nirvana fan. I'm like, but I'm like, cause there's the same thing. I'm like, if, if, if he, you know what I mean? Like if, if he want, like, we don't know if what he was writing was truly his soul or if he was like, Hey, this grunge thing's catching. I think we're going to lead the way. I'm going to keep writing these songs. Mm. Now I have my opinion of what I think is right or what true that, but like for me, it's the same thing here. So like, you got to determine like, what are you doing? Are you trying to live your life and build things for other people or for yourself? And the answer could be yes or no for each situation. Cause obviously your kids mm-hmm. and your wife might receive a different answer than your colleague or your boss or society as a whole. So you have to kind of, you got to figure out what, and I don't, for me personally, I don't think either one's wrong. 
Yeah. I, I, and I'm it's, making, you just have to figure out what's right for you. Yeah. And, and Which I'm is hearing, much easier said than done. I want to be exactly, very clear you know, when I talk about this, like and, it's not and, easy. As I'm hearing you speak, Jeff, I, I think a caveat that you need to be aware of, and I, I can't believe I'm going to actually compliment you in this way, but you are one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like I think, right. I know, but it's, it's so true. And I say that with all sincerity that you see the best in everybody. We talk about assuming the good and doubting the bad. You truly do assume the best from people. And you assume- To a fault, I think. Well, regardless, you you assume the best of intentions for everybody. And this reminds me, last night in our uh, evening mastermind, we talked about whether or not leaders should be liked. And it was a great conversation. But I think it, it kind of goes along the same lens of, you know, you're assuming with the musical analogy, you assume that everybody is is being pure and um, holistic and they're they're being authentic to who they are. I think that when when we get frustrated with people that might not be delivering things for us right now or not able to 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 meet our needs or aren't giving us our time, oftentimes our issue isn't necessarily with the time component. It's because we're we're thinking about their intentions or their values or what they were hoping to accomplish, as opposed to assuming they're doing all they can, or they're trying to meet needs, they're trying to solve a problem. And we yeah. start to assume negative intentions. So, well, because what we're actually doing right there in that point is being selfish. Like, walk me through that. Yeah. Well, because if, if I'm upset because you're not giving me attention, that has, actually has nothing to do with you. Hmm. I'm just sad because you're not giving me what I want. I'm not saying I'm not warranted in whatever that situation is, but that's why I'm angry. That's why I'm assuming that you're being mean to me and that you're you're doing this to me is because you're not giving me the attention. Now, that could be the case. I could be trying really, really hard to, to be over the top on you here, Jeff. Go ahead. <laughs> like like <laughs> again, it's so situ it's so it's so it, it it's it's so situational because I could be working really hard in our, our friendship and you're not giving back, and then I have the right to be upset. But there's also a chance that I'm just feeling like I'm I'm I've had conversations where people are like, Yeah, and this is my friend or whatever, and like they never call me. They never do anything. I'm like, when's the last time you called them? Oh, I don't know. Cause I, I, I just stopped. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, when's the last time you, and I was like to, I got a buddy. So everybody knows Chad, but I have another, I have one of my oldest friends in the world is Chad. Um, and he's lived in Virginia for since I think two years after we graduated, he moved out, whatever. But like, or no, he, he, I guess he hung around for a while before moving, but for, for like three or four years of like after school and stuff, after graduation, like, and I started like going to businesses and stuff. And I, so I wasn't going out as much. I wasn't, you know, I said no most of the time when my friends called me. A lot of my friends stopped calling me and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm done calling you because you never, you never reply. He continued to call me every time. And I said, no, he'd call me again and again. So for him, he, in my opinion, he should have been mad at me because I wasn't, I wasn't even trying. With the other guys, I'm like, yeah, of course they stopped calling me. I say no every single time. I never call them. I never try to do anything. I never do anything. So for me to be like, oh, they don't call me anymore. That's me being selfish when I wasn't given anything, right? So, like, depending on the situation, you could be being selfish, or you could be, you could be legit and 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 in the right. Like, I don't know the answer to that most of the time because, again, it's going back to intention. Like, why why aren't they putting this effort in? Why are they not there for me? Or or is it because they aren't, or because I haven't been? I have no idea if I'm making any sense, by the way. No, it, it, yeah, you are. And so, <laughs> and I apologize to everybody because I feel like this, this conversation went like a thousand different directions. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is very, you know, we, we started talking about harmony and balance and trying to get all the things done. But I think it is part of the question when you're trying to figure out what things need to get done. 
Do you do the things that you want to do? Do you do the things that you need to do? Do you do the things that other people want you to do or need you to do? And I, I feel like that's just a constant struggle. And I'm looking at a list of teachers here too. I, I know that have that, that but I'm not even just doing things done, but they might have expectations for what good teaching looks like and they have their own lens for it, yet they're also being evaluated through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the testing. And I feel like we're constantly trying to find this, fighting this battle between what do I want to do? What do I need to do? What can I do? What should I do? And it, it can get exhausting for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, this, this, it, it has been helpful for me, just even piecing this I'm glad, I don't know if I said anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what should you do? I mean, obviously, like, so there's, there's sort of those, you, you say this a lot. It's been a long time since I heard you say it, but like, there's some things in life that you have to do to do the things that you want to do or get to do, get right? To do. Yeah. Right. Um, so that goes with everything, but like what you should do is what is going to make you happy. Yeah. And that sounds selfish and it is in a sense, but if you look at it the right way, it's not because if you're happy, your family is going to be better off. Yeah. Unless you hate your family and your happiness is not being with them, which is a whole other conversation, right? Like (laughs) we're not going there doing a brain break, but like, that's the thing. But if, but if someone's, if if you say that someone like, yeah, but I have to, I have to be with my family too. And I'm like, if that doesn't help you be happy, then you sh- you need to evaluate that part of your life. Like, yeah. and that's okay. Like if <laughs> like it's, you can have a family and it's not the right, and it doesn't make sense for you. And you have to, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's like another, I think that's a different type of brain break, but like, but you know what I mean? Like in, and you could say, I, I want to be a teacher my whole life and I'm, I'm being a teacher and I have to do this, this, and this. And you have, I'm like, for me, it's, you have a choice. You can either do what that system, that, boss, whatever you want to call it, is requiring of you so that you can keep doing the thing you like, or you can quit, go somewhere else, do something else, try something else, whatever. Um, For me, it's if you're miserable, like change and go do something else. But like, I I know we're so far off of like the balance and stuff like that, but like it goes, for me, it's just always go back to like, if you're not happy, do something about it and be happy. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, but, but I think so much that it's in what's so hard about it is that it all relies on self-awareness, which is easy to talk about and actually easy to say like, Oh, how do you be self-aware? Well, just think about what makes you happy. I'm like, since when does anybody actually know that? Like, that's really hard to assess. It's a lot harder than it sounds like because you have to, cause, cause there's a, there's a difference between what makes you happy and what you think is supposed to make you happy as a father. Mm. Society tells us that what's supposed to make you happy is weekends hanging out with your family. That is what's that is supposed to be the thing that makes you happier than anything in the world. Unless I'm the NFL, then I'm marking to you that what actually makes you happy is Sundays, right? So like, there's so many things in our life that tells us what we're what's supposed to make us happy that actually digging in and figuring out like what actually brings me absolute joy, like what is it? Like to figure that out, that's where you figure out, okay, so I got to do whatever I need to do so that I can do more of this thing or these things that bring me mm-hmm. actual joy, not things that allow me to flex in front of my friends or online and make me feel good, but actually bring me joy. Hopefully that's put, you know, your family fits in there, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's why it's hard. I think is because we start to, even when we're just assessing ourselves to ourselves, we think about what everybody else is going to think. Mm-hmm. Even if we're never going to tell anyone what we're thinking, we're still thinking that. It's just one of those things. Like when I, when I, like people who I've gotten a lot of arguments about this because if you have like self doubts and self like whatever it is, and you downgrade yourself, you downplay yourself, you have need for certain things. Like that's someone else's voice in your head. 
Mm-hmm. And I get the people like, no, no, that's just how I am. I'm a perfectionist. I said, no, you're not a perfectionist. Someone told you you weren't worthy in some way, somewhere, and that made you feel like you have to do things everything that way. Like you didn't come out that way. That's not how humans come out. You earn you, and that's not a negative to that person or that situation. Whatever. That's just part of our being as we grow and we do it. That's where anxieties come from. And and there's a, I know there's chemicals and all that stuff too. But like most of that self doubt and that scaredness comes from we're we're afraid of what someone else is going to say. Or how someone else is going to judge us because that's the society we live in. People judge everyone. Like, and a lot of times it's also like if you flip it, it's be, you, there's a good chance if you feel that and you fear that it's because you judge people too. You do it too. Yeah. Even if, even if it's unknowingly, it's the same. I don't know if you ever saw. Um, was, I think it was the first season of Suits. I only watched like the first season. I don't know any of the guys' names. There's two lawyers and they got in this thing where the one guy thought the other guy was like stealing a client or something. I don't know what it was. And at the very end, they got heated. And he's like, I would never do that to you. The problem is you would. And he's like, that's so like he was telling the one guy, like, he goes, you thought I was going to, you know, screw you over because you would do that. And that's the actual problem. And so like sometimes with judging, we have to look at that type of stuff. So I don't know. Anyway, that's going again way off. But wow. You for me, were, it's figure out what makes you happy. Like, and do you have a leather couch in there behind you or something, man? Because this is good for me right now. I'm there's just, one of there's one of them like like there's like a layer of cat hair I think on it, but it's like when when you get it, it kind of feels leathery, I guess. Not really. It, no, it's, it's just, but this it, it, Carly said it best. I mean, brain is just fuzzy right now. This is good stuff, and I I was gonna say good thing I've got a two hour drive. Um, on the way home, so I can think about this. But no, I got two hours to hang out and talk to you some more after this. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we got another meeting. Um, uh, you you have given me a lot to think on and and truly reflect on, but I also want to throw out th- this idea that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like this idea of absolutely, oh, I have to always be happy. I have to always because if you're always happy, then you don't know that you're happy because you have nothing to compare it to. Number one, but yeah. that idea of sometimes you do have to do some things so that you get to do some other things. Mm-hmm. There are always opportunity costs, and I think sometimes we forget about the opportunity costs because we just want the the reward we just Absolutely. want the fruit and we forget that we have sure. to climb the tree to get it you know yeah I, I don't I, I know we i use shark tank examples all the time but when if i'm ever on shark tank number one i want to be on mark cuban's team but if i can't get mark <laughs> cuban i'm going for mr wonderful kevin and people look at him and say he's mean he's horrible he's nasty but he is honest and real and he says i want to make money i will push you i will make you work and then i will be silent i will shut up and i just want you to make money and mm-hmm. I feel like at times there are things in our life that are sort of like the Mr. Wonderfuls, that they are just that person or that thing that is there to to allow you to get the the thing you want to ultimately get. Like I'm looking around. I am here right now so that I can be here right now. You know, I, I show up for work and, and do this thing because I love being able to do this thing. So sure. I do this to do that. Um, I show up at work. Um, and so that I can get a paycheck so that I can jump on the trampoline with my kids. There are things that you have to do to be able to do the things you want to do. So I, with everything you said, I think that fits into the harmony piece, the balance yep. piece, the happiness piece. But it is about you have to identify what that thing is so that all the other stuff you're willing to do to get that. But, but if yeah, you don't know what that, the ultimate goal is, then it absolutely, is. Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and by the way, that ultimate goal can change. Like out. my ultimate goal is very right different on. now than it was when I was 19. Yeah. Or thirty, like yeah, it's very, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And that uh, that going into the change things, I don't know if you can bring me back there later, but like the the key for me that I think is that all that other stuff that you have to do to do the things that you get to do, like the more of that that you can enjoy, 
the better. So like mm. pick the right things. Like um you know what I mean? So that you can join more and 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 I think you know you talked you were ta- I can't remember what you said that made me spark this but something that I, I say a lot is like that the like I think one of the biggest lies we're ever told ever is if you find a job that you like you'll never work a day in your life. I think it's absolute crap because it's not true one that's just not just how the world works but like even more so, like if you find something you love, you're gonna work harder than you ever did. That's exactly it. And like, like I love what I do. I say it all the time. But like, trust me. Like, I'm not happy every day. <laughs> like, I was I was stressed to the max this morning. Something broke on the website. It was horrible. I hated it. I'm like, I hate this job. I hate my like for a moment. You know what I mean? Like, but like, I'm stressed. Like things go wrong. Like it still sucks, even when you you know because you can still get it. stressed. But, but it's worth it, it because yeah. most of the time, I really really love what I do. Yeah, like that's just, that's just, and that's life in general. Like, you can be happy. That doesn't mean being happy doesn't mean that you're positive every single day. That you're yeah. that you're happy go lucky every day. That you smile all the time. That you always see the good and everything. It's that you are able to, or you're more likely, more willing, more uh, driven to see the positive in the things, or find the positive, and you have more happiness than you do uh, unhappiness. And oh, I think that out. I think that's the key. And you know, it yeah. took me a long time to figure out what that is. I think I found it. I don't know. We'll figure it out in a little while. But so well, I, I do love that. And you know, we talked a lot about running at the last summer. I think that's all we talked about. In every that is, we talked a lot talked about, about that. Yeah. So I'm going to bring that back full circle here because it's been a year. Let's bring back running. Um, but people might not realize this, but I hate running. I hate it. I know. You but I for- do it. Yeah. But I hate it. The first mile of every run sucks. The last mile of every run sucks. Sometimes there's that sweet spot in the middle where you just get lost in your thoughts and you have some great epiphanies and you can brainstorm or just realize that you, you're out there alone. And that's amazing. But I hate the first 5,000 feet, the last 5,000 feet. Oh, my God. I hate it. Like, viscerally hate it. If I could just start a run in the middle of the run, I'd be, ama- I'd be, I'd be happy. But I can't. I have to start with feeling all creaky and sore because I know eventually I'll feel good. And then I have to finish, which is always miserable because I always go a little bit farther than I should have. And that's miserable. But I think that's also like a great metaphor for life that mm-hmm. you, it, it's going to be hard. That sometimes you got to get through the hard to get to the sweet. And you just got to have faith sometimes that the sweet is there. And you have to know what the sweet is that you're after. So I, I have a theory. I actually think you, I actually think you love writing, running and you just haven't realized it yet. <laughs> Oh, what? I, I think I, I think you're confused on, I on running. Brainwash me. I I think you actually really enjoy enjoy running. It's just my personal opinion. What what? Huh? Why, there what are you no, there are a million other things you could do every time you go run, but mm-hmm. you still go run. Mm-hmm. There are a million other things you could do that would allow you to get to do whatever running allows you to get to do. You know what? You know what I love more than running is I love accomplishing goals. And my biggest fault was 10 years ago, I made the bucket list to run around the world and put it on social media and have a whiteboard with it. And now I've got to do that. So that's, yeah. Yeah. But like, if you, if you hit that goal, like I guarantee you're just going to make another one. So like, it's not going to be, you know, I I think you enjoy it. I think you enjoy it differently because because you could have made that your goal could have been to bike around the world to fly around the it world to been. swim around the world it should have been it should I know have been. but and it could have been but it's not because yeah. it was running well and I would I would argue that if I hadn't made that goal ten years ago I would be doing those things now <laughs> so, like so I change live, it well I can't that's my sure problem. you can yes you can I, it's I your should. life dude I should but then I would 
be so disappointed in myself that I didn't uh, need a goal and I would feel like I quit. And oh, all right, we're, we're gonna go. Complex. We're gonna go back to. So that's someone else's voice in your head. Because literally, literally, nothing else matters except for that you are afraid that if you tell anyone that you didn't do that, they will think that you're a failure, and then you'll feel bad about yourself. In reality, is it's not true. But someone somewhere in your life, something told you that if you don't accomplish that goal, you're a failure. Well, that, well, that's, I that's actually, I actually think one of the best things you could do for your life right now is change that goal. Oh no! That now you're just being mean. You're like the devil in my life. I'm not. Let, so, I'm, I'm, I'm being one thousand percent serious. Okay, so let me let me. Go I, I don't know. No, hold on. I don't even think that that's necessarily uh, the best thing. I think that would actually be one of the most powerful things you've ever done with your life. It would. More powerful than actually achieving that. So I don't know. No, it's not. One of the one of the most important strengths in the world is to be able to change. Okay, literally. So let me let me rewind this. So when you sign up for a race, so you you signed up for multiple five k's, ten k's, you name it. You you've signed up for them. You don't wear the shirt or brag about the medal until after you accomplish the the task, right? Yes. Why? Because I want to make sure that when I brag about it, that I that I did it. Okay, and that's kind of how I feel too. I feel like that's time out. Time out. Why do I care about that? If I was running for my health, I'd run for my health. I'm running because I like the feeling that I get when I tell other people that I did that. I'm bra- I that is 100 percent driven by me needing other people to okay. think, "Ooh, Jeff ran a race. That's cool." So that's Jeff, all, here's, it's, here's, it's, here's it's me wanting everybody else to judge me in a positive way. I, on my right <laughs> shoulder, I, I don't know if it looks like my left on the screen, but on my uh, right shoulder, I have a tattoo of the earth and a man running on it. I literally made a goal to run around the world and said, I am so committed to this. I'm getting a tattoo of it. So now I have to go get the tattoo removed, Jeff. No, you don't. <laughs> Change what that tattoo means. So when everybody said, when everybody looks at the tattoo and says, why'd you get the tattoo? I say, oh, because it was a goal I had 10 years ago. And that's like getting an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend's name and you got to explain so, it. So right there, you just, you just proved that the goal actually has nothing to do with you needing to accomplish a goal. It's that you're afraid that if you tell anyone else that you didn't, they're going to judge you. Well, now I feel like people are going to judge me if I don't get rid of the goal. It's like, what no, what if, but what if that tattoo changed? Mm-hmm. and became a, a representation, a reminder to you that you have the power to change anything and that it doesn't matter what other people think about you. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. No, you, you are know, just I, saying. I, I, and, and, th- and this and is purely based on our conversation. This is a podcast episode right here. I'm just, I'm just but like, for, like, because that, like, you're worried that someone else is going to think that, oh, Dave, you didn't run around the world. Like, who cares? Neither did you. like and that's easier said than done and i just told you like i don't do that either because i'm like i want the medal so that i can for for cover one i want i want there's two really important things that i want i want to be able to send a picture of it me biting it to my older brother paul because he runs races Mm -hmm. and i want him to be proud of me because for whatever reason i have to like i need that and then i also want to hold it up and send it to my brother mark and prove him that i'm better than he is because i need that for some reason i know why but like took me a long time to figure out why that is but well i think you're you're definitely on to something here and this these last couple of weeks truly have been like therapy sessions for me because i'm even looking in the background right now and i've got like diplomas on it why why do i hang my diplomas on the why, why do i have articles on like what because you worry because you're worried someone might not think that you're good enough to be a professor exactly why do i have stickers on like, now 
It's, that you could all and Mike said pride. Like you could also hang that because you're proud, and there's nothing wrong with that. I hang those because yeah, I want people to see that I run and think that's cool. But I'm also really proud of that, and like that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you should be proud of, of the work and the time and the effort you put into to your academics and stuff. Like, yeah, you might hang it there. Me. I don't see them. Sure, but you're, they're in your but they're in your office. So you and you walk in the door and you see them. Yeah. Like I don't see them either, but when I walk down and or, or when I turn around, like I see them, and I'm like, "Oh man, I've ran a bunch of races. That's pretty sweet." Like, so so it can be both. <laughs> like, and, I, and I'm not saying that it's like here's here's the here's the the flip on that. If if you run races purely because you want to get medals and show off to people so that you can flex and feel cool, but the byproduct of that is that you get really healthy and in shape. Win-win. Is that really negative? However, if it drains you and stresses you and causes you anxiety and unhappiness, now it's not worth it anymore. But see, and again, I think this is because you are a better person than me and most other people. I think other people would hear what you just described as, okay, even if the byproduct is a good thing for you, it's still arrogant, selfish, narcissistic, all, all of those other things. Because Humans are arrogant, stuff. selfish, and narcissistic by nature. We all are. Like, mm-hmm. otherwise, we wouldn't be live right now. No one would be commented. No one would have a Twitter. No one would have ever posted a picture about a shirt they bought, a cup they bought, a whatever. We wouldn't buy things like like Nikes and stuff like that because we buy all that stuff to try and communicate to other people something about us. Typically, I'm cool. I have money. I'm smart. I've I do work. What like whatever that whatever that is like. That's why 90% of people started smoking back in the day because it was cool because they marketed it as being cool. That's why people like Apple. Yes, they work better than most machines, but this is just cool because I'm, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, so I, I love that I have the, the 12 Pro because I can say, Dave, I have an Apple iPhone 12 Pro because for some reason Pro makes me cooler. No, you, you are just cooler, Jeff. But yeah, but you could do 90% of what I can do on that thing. You can do on a freaking track phone from Walmart for $40 a, a year or whatever it is. But that's not cool. Track phones are lame. <laughs> but but we're all that way. So like for me, it's like recognize that you are that way. Like if you weren't, then you would literally never post anything on social media. Spot on. And you can say, like- but my friends and family say that. I'm like, yeah, you can also direct message them in the same map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... So, but like, I'm like, that's okay. Like that's, that's human nature. Like the, these last few weeks have confirmed a lot for me. Number one, that everybody is smarter than me. And I appreciate that. Um, I, maybe that, maybe that is my role on this team. It's just to sit next to people and make them feel. <laughs> and seem so No, no, no. Smarter. You don't get to take that. That's always been my role. So you don't get to take that role. Uh-huh. You just I, have I, some, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Maybe that's, I, maybe that's you and me. That's why we're on brain break together. So. And maybe yeah, I, I don't know. And I feel like the the not having a script or a schedule for this is is helping me. I don't know if it's helping anybody else, but I, I feel like it's these free therapy sessions are so valuable. And it's it's not necessarily a brain break. It's uh, it's changing the way that my brain thinks, which maybe it, it is taking a break from all the other <laughs> nonsense that's constantly bouncing around in there. I don't know, um, but it's been valuable for me. So. I appreciate it. If we ever get back to just randomness and goofy games, that that's cool too. But this has been helpful for me. I think we're so. pretty random still. Like there's still yeah, a lot of true. randomness and stuff. Yeah. That's I true. just 
don't know. I think most of what I say about this this type of stuff is because I'm I'm do I'm just analyzing myself constantly because yeah. like I, it's all the same stuff. Like and and I don't know. Like because at the same time I'm like, did everything I just say actually just come because I've heard it and I think that's what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> oh I don't God. know. So that, I feel like I'm in the matrix right now. Did I say what I was supposed to say about people not caring about what people say? What? Like, or is it actually that we're all supposed to care what people say and that's how the harmony of the world has actually come together is that we just do what but, other people want? And like, no, I but, don't know. but that, that is a powerful point. I, I had a conversation with Kara Martin from DBC about this. Um, maybe about a year ago or so, I, I was really wrestling with like how vulnerable to be, how open should I be about experiences from my past? And I was so worried sure. that people were going to hear things that I, I was sharing and think he, he's using that story for manipulation. He's using <laughs> that to, to and, and it was this weird this is... dichotomy that I'm fine. I, I get to this place where I'm like, okay, I don't care what people think, but now if I share that, I don't care what people think. Are people going to think like, it's just this bizarre. So, world that we so here's what's crazy. We had, I had this conversation yesterday with someone else. Uh, literally they were like, they were trying to get this like vulnerability and how far do you go? <clears throat> Cause everybody tells this person that, that they love how vulnerable they are. And they're like, but I'm worried that people are going to think I'm using it just to market myself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, they are. And she's like, well, how do I stop them? I'm like you don't, some people are just going to think that like, like when you put yourself out on a social media platform, like it's just do it. Like I, the case in point yesterday, I typed up a, uh, a tweet um, you and I, you and I talked about something. I type up a tweet, something about going back to normal when that's not what we should, don't get too excited about that because we should be going back to being better. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't send it. I literally still have not tweeted it because my mind went, wait a minute. What if a bunch, what if this actually does well? A bunch of people catch on and they start questioning what I mean by that. And I'm not smart enough to do it or they don't believe that what I say is quality enough because I was never a classroom teacher and I didn't send the tweet. What I did, I let that battle the idea of my the other side that I should have listened to was, yeah, but what if you tweet that and the right person hears it and goes, ooh, you're right. I need to make sure I don't slide into that trap and that person's better for kids in the fall. I think what we need to do. But like, because no matter what, someone, like someone or possibly a lot of people are going to believe that. So like, that's where it comes back to like being true to yourself, right? Like as long as you know, then... I, I think what we Which need to do, easier said than done. You remember 10, 15 years ago when those WWJD bracelets were super popular? We yeah. need to get some WWJT bracelets. What would Jeff think? Because you have like this, you truly believe in, in the best and you think that people just need to, to do and act and assume the good for people. Let's have some of those WWJD. What would Jeff think? Bracelets, just to, just to re, just remind you, assume yeah. the good in people. Just that's, I love that. I think you should, but like, but at the same time, like yesterday, I assumed the bad, like, so I can say it and that's great. And I do, I think I normally assume the good or give people the benefit of the doubt almost always, but like, but you um, didn't but assume the bad about anybody else. You assumed, I, I, I assumed, yourself, I assumed, I and I let the, my fear of being judged yeah. impact that. And like, it's just one of those things. Like I can say a lot about it, but that doesn't mean that I practice it as well as I'd like, like it's, you know, like, it's taken me a long time to figure out where that comes from. And I, I have a very good, like a fairly clear idea of like where my fear of that comes from. And I would dig it into my past and I, and I hate it because it actually comes from someone that I really, really love, but, and it was unintentional, mm-hmm. but I know exactly why it is. Cause I used to listen to this person judge everyone and anyone in the yeah. world, not necessarily because they're a bad person, 
but because they gossiped. And so now I'm like, every time I do anything, I'm like, yep. someone's going to talk about me yep. because this person used to always talk about people. And it's just one of those weird things. And so, mm. I don't know. This is way too deep. It is, but it's helping me. It's helping a couple other people too, as I see in the comments. So, yeah. Ah, I like it. Sometimes the brain breaks, sometimes the brain push. I love that. Caitlin's in the house. What's up, Caitlin? All right, we got to go. Well, like, that's an hour. Like, up, Caitlin. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. we're, gonna, we're actually jumping on a, are we jumping? We're going to jump on a meeting with Caitlin. So, ha, yes, ha, ha, are. everybody else. We get to hang out with Caitlin. We win. <laughs> um, anyway, so tomorrow night, uh, who do we have? Do you know who's? He's leading us tomorrow. tomorrow. Jamie, Jamie it's Fowler Jamie. White talking about reflection. Talking about reflection, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And making her debut. Oh, she's already, never mind. I was going to say return back to live video, but she's already been on videos. This is Ray. Ray's live with Jamie tomorrow night. So that'll be a blast. I got the debut. I got to take the debut. You got, that's right. At the, and the, the recap on Sunday. Yes. So tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, uh, Jamie Fowler White leading us. Uh, she is one of our amazing amazing ministers who's always in our um, mastermind so she is brilliant you don't want to miss that during the chat uh she'll be live with ray at nine o'clock eastern time after that dave and i'll be back next week at same time same place right here with more nonsense maybe maybe deep maybe not yeah, we'll see next week we're gonna go super instead of going deep we're gonna go super shallow so we're just gonna like judge everyone oh so that means i'm looks. giving you advice next week okay cool. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what it is. I, 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 I don't ever think of this like as an advice thing because I feel like I grab just as much out of this as, as you, even though you might have been asking questions and I was chattering a lot, but I talk a lot anyway. So, okay. anyway, appreciate you all. Appreciate watching, Dave. Appreciate it, brother. I'm going to see you in two seconds on a Zoom call. Yeah, anyway, bad. we'll see you all next week. We'll see you tomorrow night for Master Chat. See ya.